17-year-old David Stout Jr. was accused of stealing the happiness of fellow students with his Christian faith at Plainwell High School in Michigan. As punishment, this varsity football player and band leader was given a three-day suspension for violating the school's bullying, cyberbullying, and harassment policy. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests, including David Stout Jr. and his attorney, David Coleman. Let's get down to business and see just what David Stout Jr. did to allegedly hijack the warm, fuzzy feelings of other students with his religious faith. Let's first go ahead and introduce our guests here. We have attorney David Coleman uh, on the line with us and in video. And he is from the Coleman Law Firm? Yes, in Great Lakes Justice Center, right. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who the uh, Great Lakes Justice Center is? Well, we're a 501c3 legal um, organization that takes uh, all kinds of cases dealing with civil rights, you know, First Amendment, right to life, uh, free exercise, free speech cases, those sorts of things. And we're supported by donors and like many other legal uh, groups out there. And we've been around for about eight years and um, are pretty active here in the Midwest, although we have taken cases around the country, but we focus uh, for the most part in the Midwest. Well, I was kind of curious because I read a story uh, a couple of weeks ago about a student in Plainwell, Michigan who was suspended because he dared to exercise uh, some Christian language in the public school systems out there. And when I read through the legal brief that your law firm filed, I was absolutely stunned at the many things that they were demanding of this student. Uh, so we also have on our show today uh, that student. His name is David Stout Jr. And he's a 17-year-old, and he's a varsity football player and a band leader, plays the trombone. And so why don't you introduce yourself, uh, David Jr.? Well, as it's been said, my name is David Stout. Uh, I go to Plainville Middle School. I uh, play the trombone and band, and I've been on the football team and in band for about five years now. Um, I am section leader in the band. Uh, I have to take care of uh, a few kids in the band and make, keep them in line and teach them how to march which is exciting and uh, all too real at the same time. Uh, I remember I called my dad one time. I was like, hey, Dad, I finally know what you what you meant when you said to me, I don't want to be the bad guy in the situation, but I have to when I got in trouble because those kids got into a lot of trouble. But, yeah, it's it's been exciting. It's also been crazy having to go through COVID all these years and not really having a high school. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. So I think uh, you ran into some uh, problems back in, was it October of last year? Is that when this incident occurred that got you into some uh, deep trouble with school officials? Yes, it was in October that um, some things came up in the band and uh, a bunch of things started happening and everybody got in trouble, including me, for uh, just speaking about our beliefs and ideas that we had. Tell us, how did this whole uh, dilemma start? Uh, was it because you laughed at a particular uh, joke regarding homosexuals, did it happen before that? It was a little confusing when I was reading the legal brief as to whether this actually happened at school or 
off school property or what the details around uh, this issue was? Well, it started to kind of come out when something else happened at one of the football games that I was not aware of. Some kids had um, made fun of the homecoming king and queen, which were both um, uh, homosexuals. And uh, when they made fun of them, other things came out and kids started telling everything. And that included the things I had said um, in a private conversation outside of school over the summer. My friend had come to me and he asked me what my views were on homosexual conduct. Um, and I gave him a biblical answer and that was, that was the story. And then months later when the other stuff came up, somehow it got out to some other students and they must've handed it over to the principals. Yeah. So you had some text messages going back and forth between you and another student about, uh, homosexual conduct. And I understand from the legal brief that the other student disagreed with your particular religious uh, views or opinions on this. And there became some, I guess, not so nice words that the other student was uh, feeding back to you regarding your opinion. Somehow that text messaging between the two of you was leaked to school officials. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. It was leaked to them somehow. Okay. But it didn't really stop there, did it? Uh, it just started to escalate because that came out. Uh, it also came out that, uh, during the football game you were just talking about when the homosexual, I don't know if they were a couple or not, but when the two homosexual, uh, were paraded at the football game, that some of the students in the stadium, some of the, uh, uh, guests, some of the parents started booing, uh, at the two homosexuals, uh, that were, I guess the, what the King and the queen. And, uh, somehow, uh, you were accused of also booing or not stopping the booing. What was that all about? Well, the, the booing was confusing cause they seemed to accuse me of that. Um, however, I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. I didn't know of it and participate in it. But what they did accuse me of was other instances that those same students had uh, made jokes or said things that others had taken as offensive, and um, I didn't immediately stop them. And there were times that I did, but at a certain point, those kids didn't care whether or not I stopped them or what I had told them. They were going to say what they wanted to say, and I couldn't do much. And that's that's what came out of that uh, night at that football game, as they were also uh, mad at me for supposedly not stopping them from saying those things. Okay. So we have two things on the table so far. You sent some texts back and forth with another student off school property about your religious beliefs on homosexuality. There was a booing incident at a football game that, uh, for some reason, uh, the school expected you to help stop, but you did not stop that. Uh, what else kind of occurred uh, and transpired at school that the uh, school officials were not happy with you about? Well, it was general conversation with other like-minded students about um, homosexuality, biblically, um, and other political topics that they, that they agree with. And um, as we as students, we weren't afraid to talk about those things in school because we were under the impression that we had our own protected free speech. So as I understand it, the school officials found out about all of this and uh, they felt that uh, students should, I guess what they call self-report themselves to the school officials if they did nothing to stop this conversation that was taking place. Uh, and uh, 
either you did or you did not self-report in time. What is the self-reporting all about? Well, if you had heard a joke or you laughed at a joke or you had said something, anything that could be considered uh, offensive, that meant if it was um, something that was religious, anti-religious, anything that somebody could maybe take offense to, they wanted you to self-report that or report others. And they said if you did that, then your consequences wouldn't be as severe as if they had found out um, that you had done those things through their own investigation. So they expect you to be some type of uh, speech police then at school, right? Uh, yes, in, in a way. We actually have a Google form that they allow students to fill out at any time to report those things. And uh, what one of the principals said was basically if you don't stop it, you support it. And that was the logic they were using. I see. Oh. That's, that's some quite... Uh, Incredible logic going on there. So, uh, Attorney David Coleman here, uh, tell us, what is the legal ramifications? I, what I'm looking at is that the school officials are trying to turn students into, I guess, mere puppets of what they think uh, their personal religious and private and political opinions should be. And if they disagree with how the school officials think about this, then they need to be... Uh, punished, suspended from school, uh, silenced. Uh, what's your legal understanding of uh, the rights of uh, David Stout? Well, obviously, there's no such thing as a heckler's veto under the First Amendment. Um, government officials cannot stop people from speaking preemptively to try to uh, prevent speech from happening, anticipating that it might cause a disruption or, or be offensive to someone. So that's a concern. Um, but here, we, we filed a, a 1983 action, it's called in federal court, for a violation of civil rights where government officials violate the rights of uh, a person uh, through their government action. And so the action here is he has rights under the First Amendment to free speech and that uh, they violated those rights. And so we're asking for a couple of things. We're asking for uh, relief as to David's uh, school record that that be cleaned up and expunged. He's never been in trouble before, he has a clean record at the school, is a great student and a leader at the school. And so we want his, this disciplinary action taken off his school record. It should not be there at all. And again, it, it doesn't matter if it were two Muslim students talking about their faith, two atheist students talking about their non-faith, um, whatever, they, all these students have the right to talk about their faith. David wasn't in the hallway yelling or screaming or causing a ruckus. There were no demonstrations at the school. There was no disruption at all. And there were no threats to the school. So there's no basis for their regulation of the speech. So we're asking for that injunctive relief to stop the school from this sort of behavior in the future. And of course, under 1983 actions, you can request attorney fees and other things. There really aren't damages per se. You can ask for nominal damages, but it's not like... Uh, you can get compensatory, you know, large amounts of damages here. So that's really what the lawsuit is about. And we filed it asking for that relief and we'll see how the school responds. Now, I thought this was interesting. Uh, apparently the school says that David Stout uh, Jr. can talk about his religious beliefs at school and with another student as long as a teacher is present to regulate and guide the conversation. That was interesting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, some of the stuff just makes you want to laugh, right? Yeah. It's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, like, are we living, 
are we living in the United States or are we living in Russia or China? Uh, I, I mean, this is ridiculous. You don't, the government doesn't have the right to sit in and listen to your speech and then tell you whether or not you can continue or whether you have to stop because somebody might be offended. Um, you know, another thing they did was they told David that he could not post on his social media uh, any comments about his faith or religious comments. That's ridiculous. The school has no authority to regulate private social media like that. So it's really astounding the lengths of the regulation and control here that the school's trying to to use against the students. And they told him that when he found statements by other students that offended him, he was to scroll past them and not answer. Just like they should have kind of scrolled by whatever he said, but didn't have to. Instead, the, the hammer came down on him just because of what he was saying, because of the content of his speech. I understand part of the problem was that uh, that uh, David Stout is a has some kind of leadership position, and the school came down on him because of the leadership position. Uh, David, did you have any authority to to punish students that violate the rules, to send them to detention, send them to the principal, suspend them, anything like that? What authority did you have in your leadership position to be able to do anything? The only authority I was given was to politely, very politely scold them. And I use scold very loosely. And that is to say, just to kindly ask them. That's how we were, um, quote unquote, trained by band directors to um, handle that situation. Through your story, it sounds like you did try that. So if that didn't work, what what option were you left with? I mean, what, what did they expect you to do next? Well, I think they would have expected me to probably... Um, go to teachers and tell them about what was going on and uh, so that the teachers could pro uh, probably punish the kids for what they were doing. However, I, the things they were saying were never directed toward anybody. Uh, specifically, they were things amongst themselves. Right, you were able to scroll right past it <laughs> and not care. It didn't offend you. David Jr., was there any disciplinary action taken against any of the other students or just yourself? The other students, they were suspended as well. Um, one of the students uh, who did absolutely nothing um, and wasn't in any authority either, he was even suspended, and supposedly what he had done was harassment, even though he'd literally done nothing. He, he supposedly harassed you? Well, they, they said that um, what the students had said was harassment, and this, this student may have said something privately to me once or twice about um, homosexual conduct because he was a Christian himself. However... It was very few times. It wasn't directed towards anybody. And it wasn't harassment. It wasn't like he was. He said something to somebody to hurt them, and they said, please don't talk to me anymore or don't say that, and then he continued to bug them about it. It was just he's spreading his ideas, just like we all were. And all of those kids, most of my trombone section, they were uh, punished for that. Did you contact the school before filing suit? And if so, did they respond? What are the, what, what's their defense to all this? Yeah, I mean, normally we would do that, and we've sent demand letters in many different kinds of cases. But in this situation, the punishment and the action had already occurred. And so there really wasn't much point, you know, the, uh, other than filing suit at this point, because the school had made its position clear and had told our client, told David, that he could not talk about his faith at campus unless a teacher was there. He could not post on his social media. I mean, that's so extreme that we just felt like there's really no point to trying to contact them. We're just going to let it. We're just going to take this to court and get the relief that's necessary and to make sure his record is cleaned up. So 
In this case, we did not contact the school ahead of time. And as of today, we've not heard from anybody for the school, no attorneys. So we're waiting to see what their response will be. So David Jr., you were accused, I guess, by the, uh, whoever runs the ban of stealing the happiness of others uh, through your actions. I, I'm so unclear about how you supposedly stole their unhappiness or happiness. Can you explain what he meant by that? Well, I think what he meant was the what the school had said was that kids had felt unsafe. And it was that apparently the words that I had said or that other kids had said were, I, I mean, I don't really know myself and he didn't really explain it. It doesn't make much sense to me, but. That, that's what it was. Somehow my words had stolen their happiness. Well, I'm kind of curious. Did they end up stealing your happiness by suspending you? Well, for me, uh, n- not really. I was. It was a little stressful with school, with uh, AP Chemistry and Pre-Calc. It was difficult doing those out of class. Um, however, I have a lot to look forward at home, um, and God's always looking down on me and protecting me, so I, my happiness has been constant despite the struggle now when you were in uh in with the principal i think they the the little complaint said that he told you a story about a cop or somebody who wanted to be an officer that had been in a similar situation and uh i guess got reported on by the principal to make it so he couldn't get a job is that is that like what did he what did the principal actually tell you well the principal said he was filling out a background check for the guy and he checked the box that said basically he had some sort of uh racist um past uh, things that he might have done that would allegedly make him racist and and that was a threat towards you it sounded like well it was right after they had uh told me that anything i don't stop i support and some of the uh uh, jokes the other students were making were uh, racial jokes. So once they told me that story, it did feel like they were threatening potentially my future um, uh, if they fill out a background check or something. That basically I could just they could come back and they could stab me in the back with it. Does your school purport to teach any kind of civics like the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, government, and what people's rights are under the the Bill of Rights? The only uh, encounter at school with uh, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution was like a, a brief read, like one day in class, like uh, read each con- or each amendment and summarize what it says, and it's pretty much it, maybe once or twice the whole time I've been um, at school. I mean, most of the... Uh, American government that I've learned about so far is um, from my parents. However, this next year, senior year, I will be taking actual American government and it will be interesting to see what they talk about in that class. You know, there's a possibility for uh, for settlement discussions. I mean, you can uh, in, in, in request or, or uh, uh, propose that the school teachers and administrators be forced to take First Amendment classes. Right. Well, they do force uh, other people to take uh, sensitivity training classes, right, when they do crappy stuff like this to people. Uh, So they should also be forced into a class about how to respect the free speech rights and religious rights and all the other Bill of Rights that are given to us as American citizens. I do want to point out because, you know, we know uh, David Stout Jr. was suspended for three days. And perhaps a lot of people will go, well, 
okay, so three day suspension, that's horrible. Um, but he'll recover from that. But I also want to point out that he was suspended for violating the high school's bullying, cyberbullying, harassment policy. I think that that is the worst thing to have on your record than the fact that you were suspended for three days. Uh, Some Biden official just resigned from the White House for bullying. That's right. Yeah, just today. And so what this uh, principal, the story that he tried to tell you about helping prevent a police officer from getting his job because he wrote that uh, he had a racist tendency. And you may want to look out because perhaps this principal, when you try to get a job, can also when that job application uh, or recommendation comes to the principal's attention, can say, well, you know, David Stout Jr., uh, he did not try to stop some of these jokes that were going on. He didn't self-report uh, that he didn't stop these jokes from going on. He has Christian views that a lot of people would consider to be racist views. So therefore, he is a racist. And not only that, I also want to point out that this student was also cited under the school's high school bullying, cyberbullying, harassment policy. I mean, that's a killer. It's just as a killer. What do you think about that attorney, David Coleman? Yeah, that's one of the counts. I'm glad you brought that up. We have a count in the complaint uh, basically alleging that it's the school that's violated their own bullying policy. And we seem to be bringing up students these days to be spineless snowflakes who can't even handle somebody saying a little thing that might be negative or something that they don't agree with. And all of a sudden they're, they're triggered and they have to get to a safe space. That's why I'm so proud of David and his family and the way some of the other students are standing up. Free speech includes offensive speech. It's that simple. Because offensive speech is a completely subjective concept. What's subjective or what's offensive to me might not be to you. And it's just, it's not a, it's not an objective known quantity. Do, do you think that there is something that you would do or be able to, that people should be able to do to come up against teachers that are trying to do this to students? And it, it seems like something that should be stopped. I mean, I, to just allow it to keep going on is, uh, it's sad to me. Well, I think, again, this uh, it's always hard when you're in the crucible, you know, but you should be polite, be friendly, uh, but at the same time, stick to your guns, you know, and don't, don't back down and politely tell a teacher. Like, for example, I, we have a case, we might be bringing a case here shortly on this pronoun issue, um, where schools, corporations are requiring people to use pronouns for people, you know, a man who says he's a woman or vice versa, and that you must use their pronouns and name. I like to tell people when they uh, they start doing that, that, well, then you can call me your highness or his highness. Those are my pronouns. Yeah, there was actually a student at the University of Michigan who did that. And yeah, he I wanted that. to call his, his highness by everyone. And they were doing it. And he was doing it as a joke. <laughs> and, and he did it as a joke. And, and people started doing that and calling him his highness. So... But I'm saying the 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 threat that that teacher or that principal made about putting that on his record and about his 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 job outlook after this that is something that I I would think at least ambitious students would actually be afraid of. I think it's amazing that a school can have that many people in leadership positions that are going along with this. 
I mean, you're talking about the principal, the vice principal, uh, the band director, another band director, uh, all just jumping on board that this is how we treat students and their religious or political convictions. Um, that there is a group of people out there that they are so well protected right now that if you dare to joke about them, if you dare to even criticize their behavior, if you dare to throw out a scripture about that behavior, or use the wrong not only pronoun, you, or use the wrong pronoun, not only will you be in trouble, but the person that heard you say that that did not stop it will be in trouble. Right, and it's it's like making kids, you know, little uh, it's, policemen. It's moral enforcement. It's like the Spanish Inquisition or something. Absolutely. Or it's like communist China or. Soviet Russia, where your neighbor would denounce you. And once you were denounced, there was no coming back from that. I mean, when your I grew own up, kids would denounce you. you know, that's what you knew about the Soviet Union, right? The KGB, that uh, your neighbors would snitch on you. Yeah. And you'd be in trouble if you did not snitch on your neighbor. Right. I mean, that's exactly. And when we're growing up, I know that, you know, I'm pretty old now. Uh, uh, we thought that would never come to the United States. That, yep. that was so far out of reach of anything in our lifetime we would ever yep. see. Yet here we are, we're witnessing, we're and watching your, it. And it's your, neighbor snit, your neighbor who snitches on you suddenly has a new refrigerator the next week. <laughs> <laughs> or a new car. Or a new car. Or a job. David Jr., has, has the treatment in school from your classmates or from any administrators, teachers, your band members, has that changed since all this transpired? Well, the only interaction with the any teachers or staff members I've had is um, uh, one of my teachers. Uh, he just he recognized the situation and he just asked how I was doing, and I was like, I'm fine. And he just left it at that. Um, students, however, uh, to a lot of them, at least the ones that have actually talked to me, I'm like I'm like a hero. Like, <laughs> um, like the the, the principal getting sued. It doesn't matter what for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Run with it, man. Run with the ball. Awesome. Good. There's been a few uh, people that have been too happy, but um, thankfully uh, I'm in uh, I'm in jazz band uh, during concert season, and most of the kids in jazz band they are um, level-headed and they're they're not too bad. So I, right now I'm not dealing with those other people too much, and uh, but I have heard from others that there are uh, people have told me that they've heard people talked about me and they're mad that I'm suing the school. So we are all here uh, hoping and praying for victory in this case. It looks like a case that should be easy to win. Uh, but I think I've been in this activism long enough to know that sometimes uh, the cases that they're the easiest to win come back and bite you in the end because uh, uh, there are judges out there who are simply will not rule according to the way the law is written. So we're going to be praying for you, uh, uh, David Stout Jr., and for the law firm of uh, David uh, Coleman. Uh, does anybody have any other questions they want to ask or say or comment before we have to sign off here? I think uh, Pastor Jason wants to say something. Yeah, Dave, David Jr., can you just uh, you know make this clear? I just want to understand. When I first looked at this story, I, I said, this young man must have said something derogatory. When I looked at the complaint, it just looked like you were simply, you know, backing your biblical values and your opinions from the word of God. There was nothing derogatory out of your mouth towards homosexuals. Is that clear? 
That that that's correct. I nothing I said was uh, pointed towards them to be derogatory or to be mean to them or value them less as human beings um, that we all are. It was just uh, pure biblical uh, from the Word of God from His own mouth, and that that's what I was expressing. I got a question now. Did the um did you do you feel that the uh, friend that uh, sent you the private text message was uh, in any way setting you up, because uh, it just sounded to me like, you know, I'm going to talk to you privately, uh, ask you all these questions about what your, what your belief is in this, uh, you know, uh, your, your biblical belief, uh, and then take your answers out of context or take them and use them against you in some way. Well, that friend in particular, I wouldn't say that he was setting me up to use what I had said um, out of context. However, I do know that he does have a tendency to like to start drama, but he usually keeps it within the circle. He doesn't usually spread it, and I don't believe he had any intent to um, uh, get me suspended or in trouble or anything. I, what I think has happened is that somehow his, his, he shared it with his friends, just has like like hey this happened and they were the ones who took it and then they directed it straight towards the uh staff members yeah well that's uh that, that that's good that you're um able to i guess not judge him completely on just something bad that happened to you i know i would have been suspicious about it if it happened to me or i'd have been upset i mean uh especially speaking with somebody privately and for it to get out like that and then to have teachers or somebody else use it against me and act like I'm saying it towards somebody when obviously if you're, if you're having it in a private uh, message, then you're not actually trying to like, you know, harass uh, a homosexual or something like that. You're, you're actually just having a conversation with a private person and th th that should be the most protected speech out of all. As a matter of fact, that shouldn't even have been allowed for the school to, even if they did read it, they shouldn't have been allowed to make a comment on it, in my opinion. Well, David Stout Jr., I appreciate you coming on our show. And uh, David Coleman, I also appreciate you being with us. Uh, I think you got a great client there. Uh, you got someone that's smart, someone that's intelligent. Uh, and uh, lawyers always are blessed when they have someone as, uh, as you have with uh, David Stout Jr. So... Uh, I think you guys should do well in court, and I hope the best for you. We'll be praying for you, and uh, hopefully we'll have another show talking about a great victory that lies shortly ahead in this case. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate your support and interest in David's case. And again, I can't say enough how proud we are that he's willing to stand up and to be counted, you know, in something like this. And, uh, you know, if people are interested and want to follow the case, they can go to greatlakesjc.org, uh, greatlakesjc, which is for Justice Center, uh, .org, and we'll be posting as things move along in the case, and you can keep up with that and see what we're about at Great Lakes and see what's going on. So feel free to check out that website. All right. Well, that's going to be a wrap for us this evening and for all those who are listening or watching uh, if you like this show, please share it with your friends. Uh, you can email us at shoutoutpatriots at christianaction.org with your thoughts and your comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, hopefully we'll get some of your comments on an upcoming episode. 
But that will be it for us tonight. And uh, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye now.